When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. During the family summer holidays last year, while driving in the west of Ireland, Keenan, my seven-year-old son, was very taken with the song of Christy Moore's on the car cassette called Choxer Goes to Stuttgart. Choxer is a song celebrating the exploits of a soccer fan who follows the Irish team in the European Championships of 1988. My son was far too young to remember the football events of that year, but because of his interest in the song, I decided to put together for him a mix of the lyrics and some of the sports commentaries of the time. Only then did I begin to recall that over the years Christy Moore has addressed in his songs many other topics and issues of public interest and debate on this island. And this programme we're about to hear is a reminder of some of those songs in which he addressed, for example, the story of Knock Airport, the Nicky Kelly affair, the proposed nuclear plant at Carnsore Point, and so on. Christy Moore has been described as the conscience of the nation and the most important Irish singer-songwriter of our time. Here, then, are some of Moore's melodies. How's it going there? Everybody from Cork, New York, Dundalk, Gorta Hawk and Lena Maddy. Learn all of our languages. We can't communicate. Learn all of our native tongues. We're all natives here. Sons of their father's dream The same dream The sound of forbidden words Becomes a scream Voices in anger Victims of history Plundered and set aside Grown fat and swallowed pride At the early edge of Turkey Yet my mother said Go I see I spent two days writing this song number. Did you say, would you ever listen to it? Well, it all began on a wet day, 21st of August, 1879. The morning was fine. The people were doing their ordinary jobs. It was an ordinary day. They were bringing home the turf, they were cutting the corn, they were saving the hay. But at noon it began to rain, and towards evening the rain got heavier, and... Uh, at about 8 o'clock, it was still light, and uh, two ladies were coming from a little cottage where the new church is now. And as they were coming along, they saw a great globe of light enveloping the gable, and they saw figures. And uh, they went over, and when they came opposite them at the gable, 
they found that there was movement and life. And then they, suddenly they realised they were in the presence of a heavenly vision, something extraordinary, something uh, unique. And they ran home and brought out their neighbours and their friends and their families. And more than 20 people were there watching this apparition for an hour and a half. I'm dreaming of a great airport just like the ones I seem to know Where the air towers glisten And children listen To hear jet planes on the go At the early edge of 30 at me mother sent me west Get up, says she, and get a job, says I, I'll do me best I pulled on me wellingtons to march to Kilchimach but I took a wrong turn in Charlestown and ended up in Knock. Up to the present, this site has been known for generations as the Black Triangle. There's Bobby and West. So when the, the local cynic says that even the snipe had to wear Wellingtons. <laughs> I had this idea of an airport about 10 or 11 years ago and I explored the possibilities at that time but I was up against it and my biggest problem was to get land to get people to volunteer to give the land because you can't start getting an airport or asking for an airport until you have the, the site or the land to get to uh, build it on and uh, when the port came here and uh, half a million people came to uh, knock then I saw that it should be uh, I should start on again, and I thought it was established terra firma. He threw up a ten-year plan and started running dances around 1961. He built a fantabulous church. Uh, Charles J. went away and authorised an expenditure of 20 million pounds on an international airport in Knock, which will cost us another one and a half million pounds to keep running if it's opened in a couple of years' time. He did this in an outrageous manner. Then, with a wink here and a nudge there, it gradually became clear that the government was not too enamoured of the entire project. Mr Hoy, though, had a solution. Spend the money. If they do that, that's the end of the matter. We'll all sit back and wait for the first inaugural flight in which both Parik Finn and myself will fly in. But otherwise, we will certainly be taking uh, parliamentary action in the all. Resources are scarce and demands are high. And we accordingly have to order priority of our spendings to ensure that only those projects that are wealth producing and job creating will be top of the queue for the scarce resources. So what they're doing now, they're just giving us a kick again and sending us back again. Sending us back to England. Well, as bad as it is over there, at least it's never happened that. And whatever the staff is finished. Well, it seems that this government wants to come into Connacht at all. They don't want to give us anything. The TDs were lobbied and harassed with talk of promised votes. The money away from this place now tried to take the money away. Well, the boys who cut turf here and the used slains were cutting at the people for Linsett House and the slains after them. They'd, have, they'd just have them out of it. There'd be, no, there'd be no messing about it. They'd have a deputation and an angry one, I can tell you. And I'm, you know, with Motherhorn, you don't turn back with Motherhorn. You just go forward and that's it. It's great to have the government on your side and I will the government for the major opposition party also. And an election around the corner. <laughs> you said that, not I. <laughs> if Charlie Hockey... God forbid that he'd ever be put out, you know. But if he do, Gareth Fitzgerald will slip in and he'll just carry on with Shirley High. He left off. The airport up and knock. Now poor old Father Jim has gone to the airport in the sky. And down on Barnock 
They have been travelling the roads a long, long time, and that the first uh, great um, itinerant movement started during the Cromwellian era. And uh, the next great move of uh, those people onto the roads, and that was during the famine times. And uh, they have been with us uh, ever since. Born in the middle of the afternoon in a horse-drawn carriage on the old F5. The big 12-wheeler shook my bed. You can't stay here, the policeman said. You'd better get born in someplace else. We took our share and our them and we want no more. Longo, we gave a statement that when we got these houses, we wouldn't have no more itineraries. We didn't want born them. Born in a common by a building site to where the ground was rutted with the trail of wheels. The local Christians said to me, you lord the price of property. I want You'd them out of here. I don't care where they put them. I want them out of here. Out of here. I don't care where they go. It's out. Born at the date of picking time in an old but tent by a tatty field. I was awake in hospital treatment because I got took out dry as last winter from sleeping out with my kids. And when I came back to the corporation and my caravan gone to a, a site which I didn't like, it was a hundred itinerants. And uh, there was one little toilet, one tap, and you'd have to live in your caravan for two pounds a week. And it moved me from Marine Gates where I had three taps and two public toilets. And where uh, my children could go to school, one going to Bray and the other to St Mary's and Haddington Road. The eastern sky was full of stars and one shone brighter than the rest. The wise men came so stern and strict and brought the orders to evict. You'd better get born in some We have experienced in the past, you know, bad situations with several people. But I think this was really the worst last night. It was a nightmare. We thought it was, you know, that we're just dreaming. Was this really happening? Adult people coming up, you know, this mother people coming up, just giving us a half an hour to get off the cabinet, which was totally impossible. Move along, get along, move along, get along and go, move shit. What we are standing up for, what the travelling people are standing up for, is only basic human rights, what all human beings should have. Most like what several persons have been used now, abused, like drinking clean water, running water, that they'd wash their cars and they had run down the streets and... Uh, enough to be in an honour of 10 or 12 places now. And uh, I still have to send my children back to the same schools and buses and anywhere I can get them to. Well, I'd like them to be educated, get a job here in their own country, and not to be having to go across water or tingle or any other country. Get I walked past Portlish Prison I'm in a 
dissent voice was heard to say My frame up has almost been completed My people all look the other way there, there is a substantial body of evidence to suggest that the Gardaí committed a crime sometime when, when Nicky Kelly's case was actually in court and that a significant number of the 82 Gardaí who gave evidence uh, conspired to pervert the course of justice. The collusion between the Gardaí statements, the similarity in their statements, they're word for word in a novel of the book of evidence and uh, that would seem to suggest that a crime was actually perpetrated. The fact that Kelly and his co-accused sustained injuries in Garda custody um, w- would seem to suggest that they're not alone were they, were they careful, but there was actual collusion between them. Those who tipped the scales did not agree Give the Whittler boy his freedom We must give him back his liberty on the 41st day of his trial in the Special Criminal Court, Nicky Kelly absconded to the United States. The one deciding factor was the release of Oscar Brian McNally. And like then I was, I was quite confident I would be released within a period of weeks. And like, I should say that the, uh, even when, when I looked to come back, Consulate in New York were quite reluctant about it. They didn't particularly want me to come back or didn't want to grant me travel papers. But special branchmen took him from the play. For three years we've deprived him of his freedom. The guilty cheer the innocent again. I didn't or couldn't have made a statement since I robbed a Salence train because I was not involved. For the last 15 years, I've maintained it was a fabrication and it, it squares with what I said in the, in the trial, that the statement was drafted by a number of detectives, two, maybe more, but certainly two, and that at all times I was being asked not to make a statement because I couldn't have made a statement about something I did not do to sign a statement. At all times, I was being informed, sign the statement and the beatings will stop. I wonder how these men must feel As I walked past Port Leash Prison Through concrete and steel a whisper came My frame-up is almost completed I'm innocent, Nicky Kelly is my name Give the Whittle a boy his freedom Let me put it straight. <clears throat> the government agreed today to recommend a pardon to Nicky Kelly. And in the eyes of the law, he's innocent of all the charges that were brought against him. Nothing could be similar or straight, more straightforward than that. of paradise and gifts of beads and knives missionaries and pioneers our soldiers in disguise saviors and conquerors they make us wait the fishers of men 
They wave their truth like bits With the touch of a stranger's hand Innocence turns to shame The spirit that dwelt within Now sleeps out in the rain The sun is burning in the sky Strands of clouds go slowly drifting by In the park the dreamy bees are drawn in in the flowers among the trees And the sun burns in the sky Crowds are arriving by rail, road and sea to attend the three-day anti-nuclear rally at Carnshaw Point in County Wexford, organised by the Friends of the Earth and the Nuclear Safety Association. Many arrived at Rosslare Harbour by the morning trains. Others hitchhiked, and British and Continental supporters came by ferries from Fishguard, Cherbourg and Havre. Special trains are leaving Dublin and Cork this evening for Rosslare Harbour. There are special buses from Belfast, Galway, Limerick and Ennis. The rally will be held beside the 200-acre site the ESB has purchased for its proposed nuclear generating station. Well, my name is Nuke Power, a terror am I. I can cause such destruction on land, sea and sky. Your minister tells you I'll do you no harm If he locks me up in his house down in Cairn To relay I can cripple and maim and cause death and decay Our aim is to establish that there is popular feeling in Ireland against the spread of nuclear energy and we feel that the other options should be given more attention by the government and not run the risks which are inherent in the spread of nuclear business in Ireland. It's a classically incompetent way of solving our energy problems. We uh, in Ireland are quite near the wind-scale reprocessing plant in Cumbria and uh, this is adding to our radiation. And the current power point will add further to it. And the, the evidence to me is overwhelming to, to really go in for a nuclear reactor now in August 1970. If you now, if any and happened to know, the whole place be destroyed. Sea and land, you know. I don't like it at all. The, just the, the sheer destructive powers it has. I think certain technologies, by their own nature, are going to be destructive rather than constructive. That is to say, I think using natural resources and using them in a natural, renewable way is the obvious answer. There will be very stringent controls, so the government says. So the government says, and this is what most governments say to in all, all nuclear power stations, you only have this week the accident which is um, coming to light at Aldermaston, for example, you know. I'm not convinced, no, I think the thing or the issue really basically is that it's planetary. It's not only Carnsaw, America, England or wherever they've got nuclear power stations. We're talking about a sort of planetary thing which will, if in some place go wrong, could be the, you know, the destruction of the planet. 
They won't cripple or maim or cause death or decay. Now to all you fine people, I make the strong plea. Go tell your minister to let me go free. If you don't try to use me, I'll do you no harm. So don't let him lock me in his house down in Cairn to relieve, to relay. I can cripple and maim and cause death and decay. To relieve, to relay. I can cripple and maim and cause death and decay. Sending a cloud of radiation on the prevailing winds across Europe. In April, a nuclear power station at Chernobyl in the Ukraine burned out of control. Sending a cloud of radiation on the prevailing winds across Europe. In Although April, the Soviet Union still hasn't revealed very much about the scale of the accident at the nuclear plant at Chernobyl, it's already been labelled as possibly the world's worst reactor accident. From the sparse information available, it now seems that a reactor may have blown up, releasing nuclear fuel. The latest reports suggest that there may still be a fire at the plant. The Soviet authorities have asked for advice on how to fight a fire at a nuclear plant, a request that may indicate that the entire core of the nuclear plant reactor has melted. Come to earth, shrouded in a mushroom cloud of death. Uh, yes, we use uh, the normal metropolitan bus services and buses we use to ferry people from the scene of the accident. The glass is contaminated. What we don't know is how many cows have been uh, out of doors, and uh, we will have. Uh, Sampling results tonight of the first milk sample. All the readers of the morning papers here were told nothing at all. There was no mention of the disaster whatsoever. It was a Friday in April 1986, the day that the nightmare began. When the dust had rained down on our buildings and streets, and entered our bedrooms at noon. Touch the grass and the trees, bicycles, cars, beds, books, and picture frames, too. We stood around, helpless, confused. Nobody knew what to do. The word is that people have been evacuated. Thousands is the unofficial word, and Two buses from Kiev have been used in this evacuation. A fleet of a thousand or Citizens fled in dismay and looked for a good place to hide. Four o'clock came and the last bus pulled out. It was the day your lonely town died. And the shirt sheets and handkerchiefs cracking. And vulgars are parked by the door And the bikes
makes and moves the usual stunts. Evergreen trees lay withered and drooped to poison our fertile land. The streets speak death in the silence. Western scientists monitoring the Soviet nuclear disaster say a fire is still burning in the plant and may remain out of control for several days. And pictures taken by American spy satellites show that the roof of the reactor was blown off, possibly by a chemical explosion. A Swedish scientist who was consulted by the Soviet Union said it was clear the core of the reactor at Chernobyl in the Ukraine had melted. He said Soviet technicians were facing deadly radiation as they tried to cool and control it. While Western experts have said the effects of the accident could be catastrophic, official details are still sketchy. Moscow has said two people were killed and nearby towns were evacuated. A Soviet deputy minister visiting Washington said Western reports of thousands killed or injured were grossly exaggerated, and he put the number of dead and injured at less than 100. A leading Swedish scientist, however, said thousands of people could have been killed around the reactor, which is 60 miles from the Ukrainian capital of Kiev. He said water supplies to the city had probably been contaminated. In Washington, the head of the United States Arms Control Agency, Mr. Kenneth Edelman, said Soviet claims of only two casualties seemed preposterous. And American and West German experts predicted thousands might die of radiation and lung cancer. American agricultural officials also said the accident could seriously affect Soviet livestock and dairy industries. The radiation cloud blew over an area that produces more than 10% of the country's meat and dairy output. West German weather experts reported that winds over Europe had changed, blowing escaped radiation away from Scandinavia and back towards the Soviet Union. In Poland, where radiation levels also rose, restrictions have been placed on milk consumption. In April, a nuclear power station at Chernobyl in the Ukraine burned out of control, sending a cloud of radiation on the prevailing winds across Europe. In April, a nuclear power station at Chernobyl in the Ukraine burned out of control, sending a cloud of radiation on the prevailing winds across Europe. All that's left is darkness, pain and fear. Twisted sightless wrecks of men go crawling on their knees and crying. At home, the Doyle has been told that the government will consider taking Britain to the European court over the Sellafield nuclear plant if it doesn't succeed in its demand for a European inspection force for all such plants. The junior minister at the Department of Energy was replying to a Fianna Fáil motion demanding that the government press for the closure of Sellafield. He said such an approach was simplistic and wouldn't achieve anything because the plant was outside Ireland's jurisdiction. The government's policy was to press within the EEC for a European inspection force and for the ending of discharges into the Irish Sea. The government should take a strong stand with the British over Sellafield. What had happened in the Soviet Union was an example of what could happen here if there was a major accident at Sellafield. And given the plant's appalling record, he said it was not unreasonable to assume that such an accident could happen.
to all the information that's available. They don't want people to be able to make up their own minds and they don't trust journalists. That's what it means. Uh, there are no restrictions on the newspapers. There are no restrictions on um, the BBC or ITV, which broadcast to 50% of households. And there are no restrictions on the pirate radio stations. Section 31 on the TV Section 31 on the radio Section 31 is like a blindfold Yesterday, the Supreme Court held that the former Minister for Post and Telegraph, Paddy Cooney, had acted within his powers when he banned Sean Lynch, the catalogue to provisional Sinn Féin candidate, from giving any party political broadcasts on RT's various broadcast services. RT had decided to allow provisional Sinn Féin three radio what our reaction might be, might be.
If it's drink you want and plenty of feeding and you'd like the bed as well. Grab the wife, throw the kids in the dats and make for Inch and the Strand Hotel. If talk of turf drives you crazy and you can't face a bale of hay, make for Foley's work the top shelf, talk books, pints and the GAA. Oh, the low road goes from Kilorglan all the way to Ownaskal. When Casey came to guide us, he never used his brakes at all. It's very, very hard to express, you know, what it means to become a bishop, because essentially, uh, when I was, I never expected or anticipated that I would be called to this kind of role in the church. It is going to be a very, very different type of life and type of living to what I have been doing in the last ten years. Casey, Casey, you're the devil. When you get behind the wheel. It was a sad day for the curry sheep dogs when your firestones they did feel. From the holy diocese of Galway, Eamon went to London town. Where the traffic cops out on their duty they overtook and they flagged him down. As he was tearing after luncheon around the city like a loon. Regardless to his rank and station, they forced him to blow up the old balloon. Geographically, he was in limbo, faced with justice through and through. No obligations were accepted, he was rightly up the flu. No bolt of lightning from the heavens could remove the boys in blue. Well, he wished the force that worked the cane would turn his wine into water too. Guess the case, you're the devil. But when you get behind the wheel, it was a sandy day for the carry sheep dogs when your firestorms they did feel. And when Ronnie Reagan came to Ireland, all the wankers made a great furore. There is no way that anybody left of centre could offer themselves to the public to be elected to government in El Salvador. We all know what happened to them when they came together to get together their elective policy. You have people who have been terrorised by a military government put into power by the United States and who have been in charge of our things with thousands of people murdered. you're the right man to teach them Yankees right from wrong if it wasn't for yourself and Reagan, there wouldn't be much to Martin Hagen's song. I've been demanding money from Eamon. He offered that 150, and we refused it. And he, he almost demanded it to us. He wasn't trying to help me out. I had his child. It's obvious to certain people. I don't think my son wants to go legally after him. He's just glad he's... He's not a bishop anymore. I'm absolutely, I, I cannot believe that this has happened to, to Bishop Casey. And, I, to, and to fool us all this time, if it happened in the 70s, why hadn't he owned up to it when he was offered the bishopship of, of Galway?
So that's it. An historic moment in Irish sport. Aral Levine, the strains we played for the first time in history in a major soccer championship finals. The finals of the European Championships here in the Necker Stadium in Stuttgart. Ireland's first match in Group 2. The man just moving away. It was in the year of Asiat in the lovely month of June. And the cat flies they were swarming and dogs howling at the moon. With rosary beads and sandwiches for Stuttgart we began. Jocks are packed as German phrase book. And jump plates for the van Some of the lads have never been away from home before It was the first time Wacker put his foot outside of Vinchicore Before going into Europe We knew we'd need a plan And we all agreed the Jackson was the man to lead the van In Germany the autobanters like the long mile road There was every make a car and van all carrying the full load for Jamfits and Piaces in a Bedford from Trudy With the engine overheating from Long Hall and Judy Free And banners from everywhere in Ireland There's banners from Clonmel, there's ones from Coldway There's drums from Clonmel and Coolock And the cracker was 91 Jugsher met a German's daughter In the banks of the River Rhine And he told her she'd be welcome in Ballyferm at any time As soon as we found Stuttgart, got the wagons in a ring. Sean O'Hum got out the banjo, Peter played the mandolin. There was fans there from everywhere, excited by the sound. At the first flag hole in Europe, jocks are past the flagging round. Well, the session it was over, when we'd finished all the stout. The air mattresses inflated, and the sleeping bags roll out. As one by one we fell asleep, poor Jockster had a dream. He dreamt himself and Jack Charlton sat down to the team. He dreamt they bought the green and packy bonds to lay away. And we thought the experience would be with us. were certainly to play. The tempers they began to raise and patience were in tin. A Jack wanted Cascarino, but Jockster wanted Queen. The dream turned into a nightmare, Juxer stuck the head and jack. Who wanted to bring Johnny Giles and Dame and Dante back? Well, the clock crew in the morning, he crew bought out a trail. Juxer woke up in his sleeping bag, many miles from Spencer Hill. In a sense, it's, it's a new experience for all your players, and uh, in a sense, your country hasn't got that experience, so uh, it's a new issue for you, and um, so it's, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. And next morning, none of the experts gave us the slightest chance. So they Ireland, said that the English team would lead us on a merry dance. Oh, with their union jacks, all them English fans, for victory they were set. Until Ray Houghton got the ball and he stuck it in the net. Hey! Than six minutes gone in the game. John Aldridge, the Liverpool 1 2. John Aldridge heading down to Ray Houghton, looping ahead of him, completely beat Peter Shelton. A 9 and a goal up, just less than six minutes played. Unbelievable, fantastic start. You terrific header to the back post. And really, the last three balls we've had into the box, the English defence is in ribbons. The Irish fans celebrating to the white up on the big electronic scoreboard. The scoreline reads in red letters England nil, in green letters Republic of Ireland 1. Six minutes is the official time and number eight away helping the goal scorer. <laughs>
to the natural fact the time is up. He's got it, he's got it. Bonner with a free kick, we've played a minute of stoppage time, the header goes in, and Bonner somehow saves it, Becky Bonner! Point blank save as the header went in, the England players have their hands on the head, they just can't quite believe it. And the man getting the header in was Gary Lineker, they have a corner though, how did Bonner keep that out? We couldn't see from here, he got his body as the ball's called in, it's dipping in, and over it goes, the referee looks at the watch, and it's... Has he blown the final whistle? Yes, he has! And the place he rocks at Stuttgart! Because Ireland has beaten England by a goal to nil. The Irish substitutes manager Jack Charlton. The ball out on the field of play. Yes. Arms around one another. The Irish fans to our right in their thousands are going wild. The Irish players walk to the right-hand side of the ground with all the supporters. Mick Byrne, the physio, goes down on two knees and makes the sign of the cross to the fans. And they've gone wild here. My word, this is unbelievable. Arms around Jack Charlton and the Irish supporters. They're going to be celebrating this for weeks. What happened next is history brought tears to many eyes. But that day will be the highlights of many people's lives. Well, Jockster climbed right over the top and the last time he was seen was arm in arm with Jack Charlton singing revenge for Skibbery. And a whacker's back in Inchicore, he's living with his mam. And Jack Charlton has been proclaimed an honorary Irish man. Hey, listen, do, do you remember the German's daughter and the banks of the River Rhine? Lord, yes, didn't she? Didn't she show up in Ballyfermot last week? And... <laughs> stand here up in front of him and we see we get a look at Ray Houghton's goal on the big video screen to the right Aldridge heading it down and the looping header into the far post and the fans go wild you think it was happening for the first time John was turning away in the light the two arms raised and those Irish fans they When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.